0: Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, today is a wonderful Wednesday. and uh, This is Christy Saul, the co-founder of the Post Institute, coming at you live for tonight's episode of Post Daily Dose. Uh, if you guys follow our page, you probably know that Big Papa is traveling today. So, who knows, he's driving flying, sitting in an airport, something, taking care of what he needs to so he can uh, get a little downtime. So I am coming at you live. I always like to do a little book plug because this book is incredible, uh, From Fear to Love. If you don't have this book, we have it on promotion, $7.95. $7.95. That's uh, the shipping, the cost of the printing of the book, the shipping, the envelope. (laughs) I mean, like we, we just cover the cost of getting it out there to you guys with that price. And there's um, some great bonuses that come with it. One of the bonuses is the audible version. Um, and, uh, that's with Brian reading it. So that's pretty awesome. And then there's also a really great, um, webinar or podcast. I'm not sure which that comes with it. So anyway, I want to really, really encourage you guys. Oh, it's good to see you guys. Kirsten, Mimi, Naomi, it's so good to see you all. I hope your daughter's doing well. Kirsten, I hope your babies are doing well. Mimi, I love you. Uh, it was great to see uh, and chat with you in text today. You always brighten my day. So uh, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, something I happen to know a something about. And that is child care. And not just child care, but just in this light. I have this new light because, you know, I'm trying to be all high techy techy, but it's like right in my eyeballs and making me have these weird circles and I can't fix it. There we go. I'll just get back a little bit. I think that'll help. So, um, what I want to talk with you guys about is, um, getting support. Um, and when I first say that, I think about, uh, like babysitters, childcare. And I know, you know, right now, a lot of places are still um, locked down with covid um, and there's a lot of um, concern and um, there's also families that have been sort of they bubbling together so they're already sharing they're already sharing germs to some degree so um, you know you guys have determined a safe way to not be completely isolated but outside of the current situation, I would rather just speak to this challenge in general. So the challenge is that when you have children who are complex, and for me, it's about medical complexity and accessibility, because um, a lot of people that Marley might spend time with don't necessarily have homes that are accessible to a wheelchair. And really, this was a pretty big it's been a pretty big deal at different times in our lives, but um, here's the thing and there's it's just multifaceted the reasons why the reasons why you need to get support um, one reason is because you need to have a break self care you need to be able to have time to go to the gym or go out and have dinner with your friends or uh, if you're single, maybe go on a date, <laughs> or just whatever it is that you need to t- a time just to have your own private thoughts, a time to listen to whatever you want to listen to on the radio without having to argue about the music. I mean, just time. You just sometimes you just need time to yourself, right? I mean, that's that's one very basic piece of self-care that oftentimes when you have a child with complexities of any sort, it's really can be difficult to get that time. And so I wanna speak about that. Um, So one reason it's really important is for your own sanity, your own self-care, your own stress level. Managing your stress also equates to managing your overall health because too much stress will over time take a toll on your health. And then, you know, you're chronically ill. Um, You have fibromyalgia. You have, that's a a big one that's connected directly to stress. You know, you you feel depressed. You feel flat. Your fizz is gone because all of your energy, all of your thoughts are wrapped around your child because of the complexities. And the other reason is because, believe it or not, there's going to come a point where your child needs to experience that somebody else, that there a someone else in the world who loves them, who gets them, who enjoys them. You know, maybe love may be like a strong word. I don't know. But, you know, just someone who gets them, someone who feels comfortable with them, that they're not so unique and so complex that there's nobody else in the world who can take care of them besides you. Think about that. Think about how difficult that would be from a child's perspective for it to feel like they're so complex or so needy that nobody else in the world is going to be able to care for them besides you. So for there, so there's another reason. So part of it is for your wellness, but the other part is also for your child's wellness. And depending, because our children, all of our children have such diverse backgrounds, you know, Some of them come from having so many different placements before they came to you that they've had vast experiences of the reality that not everyone does things the same way you do. In fact, sometimes that can be part of the trauma. But then there's also some kids that um, they've not spent time with anybody else because the separation anxiety is so great that... Um, to go spend the night at a friend's house is traumatic. So you have to be, get creative about how you do this. So like in my life, you know, I, I worked really hard to create one or two experiences for my child just to be able to go and spend time at someone, someone else's house to be able to see that, you know, other people eat different things for dinner You know, other people have different plates and different forks and different drinks than we have in our house. We have the things we buy that are in. I mean, food is always such a basic thing that people are so, like, curious about, right? They watch different TV shows. They hang around their house a little differently. And yet we're all the same. And it's so helpful for kids to have those experiences of being safe in various places in the world. Once we determine they are, in fact, safe places, Also, for some of our kids, it's actually better to bring the care to your home, so for the caregiver to come in. So, when it became super evident, and it was so evident, it was so evident probably to everybody else at least, you know, two years before it became evident to me because I'm a little slow on the uptake. Uh, what is going somewhere else causes a lot of anxiety and regression, right, Chrissy? So that's that's a fact, and I'm, you know, you you stated it. I think about the same time I was stating it. So I'm going to talk a little bit about ideas of bringing the care into your own house, and that being a really good starting point. So um, here's here's sort of the process that I have coached other parents through, and that I went through myself. Uh, because usually we're identifying that this is definitely in need about a year after it was already in need because we're just going to push ourselves right we're just going to push ourselves and push ourselves to meet our kids needs because we just love them you know we just love them and we want what's best for them and we know how attached they are and we're working on attachment we're working on relationship and so then we get a year into the fact that oh my god i need a break like I'm depressed. I have no fizz left. I don't want to play with them anymore. I know they really need me, but I'm so tired and despondent that I'm getting all of my ego needs met through Facebook, right? I mean, I'm just speaking real life, you know, like I got nothing left. I'm doing good to get my shower once a week. We get like that, it can become that. And at that point, we've kind of waited too long (laughs) and yet that's where we can be you know we're just kind of like that's where we're at that's okay so the first thing we have to do is open up our energy and our heart to this idea of somebody else helping us take care of our kids or our lives okay because it may be you may realize you may be like wait a minute so yes i need help No, my kids aren't ready for this, but I need help now. So maybe think about the things that you could hand off to somebody else. Maybe you could hand off meals. Maybe you could find somebody in your friend group, in your social media group, uh, in a church community, in a school community, somebody. Somebody who maybe actually even likes cooking. Somebody that you could pay a little bit of money. And or trade off, you know, bartering is a great solution. So it could be that you say, Look, I'm flat on food. I don't know. I'm done. I'm fried. I don't even know what to feed my family. So, but I can do laundry still. So maybe you trade out with somebody. I'll do your laundry. You cook you cook three casseroles for me and I'm set. Or maybe you pay somebody. You say, I'll pay fifty dollars a week for you to bring over food to me. Maybe it goes like that. Or maybe you do, maybe you hand off the laundry. The idea is, you know, I'm thinking about this from that post today that had like the, I think there were like five different memes in it. it, talked about the plastic balls versus the glass balls. And you're trying to juggle all of these different things, different pieces of your work life, your social life, your marriage, your children, and you're just doing this. You know, we've been there and the needs of your children feel so pressing. So you have to figure out a way to find, you know, hire someone to come clean your house once a week. Uh, Make that an excuse to load everybody up and go to a park where your kids can safely play and they can go get their energy out and you get to come home to your whole house being cleaned all at one time. I need to do that just because it's just like one of the best feelings for me. Now, you know, everybody's got something different, something different that makes them have that. Like, oh, it feels like all the pieces of the puzzle are together just for this one moment. <laughs> Whatever that is for you. And so that's one avenue of getting help. It may not be that we're ready yet for someone to come in and take care of our kids, but we may be ready to hand off this piece or that piece and get help so that you aren't completely drained feeling like you are the end all be all of all the aspects of running your household so there's that piece and then there is the piece that having somebody else to watch your kids your children your child uh being good for you but also being good for them because this was like a big aha and i learned it from my own child but i found myself recently talking about the reality that our kids need to know that they are connected other than just you. Um, And it also will help them build safe, loving, connected relationships in the future. So first, we have to just open ourselves up to the possibility. We open our heart up. We begin to just get our energy straight enough in terms of being able to allow people into our world. I think a piece of the fact that sometimes we don't already have that support is that most likely, somewhere along the way, someone led you to believe that your child was so difficult that nobody else is gonna be able to understand them. And it's highly likely that someone's even convinced them Nobody else is going to understand you. You're so difficult. You have so many challenges. It's so complex taking care of you or a teacher or somewhere along the way. And so out of that, what we would naturally do is close off, right? We're just going to naturally be like, well, shit, I don't want anybody coming in my house judging me, being critical of me. I'm over here busting my ass, doing the best I can. I don't want somebody coming up in here being critical. There are loving people in this world. There are people who are, you cannot, this is what I believe. It is very difficult to teach tolerance. It's easy to teach this model. It's easy to instruct them about things about taking care of your child. What's difficult is the personality of tolerance. The personality of playfulness. So, you got to know what you're looking for when you're looking to find someone to come into your home. You don't necessarily want the most therapy-oriented person. You want somebody who's tolerant and who's loving and who's non-judgmental, kind of easygoing, you know, who's not going to get all twisted up and bent out of shape. You don't want somebody who's a perfectionist. You want that person to clean your house while you're gone. You don't want them to be the person who's taking care of your kids because you need somebody who's tolerant, who's flexible, who's understanding, who is loving, who's playful. So, ah, oh, thanks Mimi. <laughs> Mimi said, yes, I agree. So look for that. And the first thing is to open yourself up to the possibility that all that nonsense about this being like nobody else is gonna get it, let's put that aside and let's just open ourselves up help our energy become what it is that we're looking for. So helping our energy be like, okay, I know what I've got my sights set on. I've got my sights set on tolerant, easygoing, laid back. And here's the thing I have found interesting in all my years and you know, gosh, I've been doing this kind of work since I was since I was 20 in some form or fashion. So over 30 years, oh my gosh, 30 almost 35 years working with families, working with people. And what I have found is a lot of times the people who've been through the toughest and have recovered can be excellent with our kids. So I'm thinking about like in my times of doing coaching and book studies and groups, um, especially with foster parents, the foster parents who who have been able to build relationship with their children the easiest are ones who have already been through really tough stuff. Um, Families where I'm thinking of in my mind right now, I'm thinking of a very specific comparison where there was a, a woman I did some coaching with and she was a special education director in her school. She was extremely good at her job. She became a foster parent because she said, I just always, I always wanted to do it. You know, I always wanted to do it and I always wanted to know what it would be like. Everybody always talks about how difficult it can be and I just can't see how it can be that difficult. She found herself in daily conflict with her foster daughter because of taking supplements and she ended up saying, I can't do this. I am not cut out for this. I am too rigid to do this. And then i compare that to another family that i did coaching with and they were recovering addicts and their kids were they came in without the skills of hygiene um toileting issues eating trash out of the out of the trash can all the kinds of things that you see when children have experienced neglect and these parents were like yeah we get it we can imagine exactly what that environment was like and they we're able to just lovingly address it, lovingly say, hey, honey, you don't need to eat food out of the trash. There's food, in the, there's food in the fridge. Here, let me make you a plate, you know, to just be where instead of having all the anxiety about that behavior, just to see it and be like, yeah, well, it is what it is. So, you know, I'm just going to redirect them to go get food out of the. Well, honey, it smells like you probably didn't wipe your bum here. Let's go get some wipes. Do you need some help? You know, just to have that. It's just not that big a deal. This is what it is. And we're going to work through it kind of heart That's what you're looking for when you're looking for people to care for your children. So you can, you can teach this model easier than you can teach tolerance. You can't really teach a personality. So you open yourself up to this energy, you open yourself up to the fact that there is going to be somebody out there who really gets your kid. There's going to be somebody out there who digs the heck out of them, who thinks they're quirky and they're funny and they're energetic. And they're going to be just the perfect person to be able to do two to three hours whenever you need it. Um, And so you start with that, And so then you're going to meet this person or you're going to find them through social media or you find them maybe through Angie's List. And you might do a background check. You know, you can do background checks online. Um, It doesn't have to be, it's not going to be like a full FBI background check, but, you know, you might, you might want to do that. And so then the next piece of the process is you invite them into your house while you're home. So you invite them to dinner you invite them to hang out with you and your kids you invite them to come over and do a craft project or play games with you or whatever so that this person is being introduced into your family that gives you a chance to know them that gives them a chance to know you and the whole point being it gives your kids a chance to know them in a safe way and so you're establishing a way to introduce somebody into their life in a way that's safe instead of just saying okay here's this person and now i'm out of here god that would definitely be re-traumatizing wouldn't it oh my gosh so you're going to do that and you're probably going to do that i don't know a few times and then you invite them over and you tell your kids you're going to spend time with so-and-so and and i'm going to be in my room and if you need me you let me know and you go lay down in your room or wherever, get away. You have your ear, you know, your ear's right there. You can hear if things aren't going well, if you need to come, you know, be bop through and just put your eyes on things and let them know you're still here, right? You do that a few times. Then you say, hey, Sally's gonna come over. She's gonna be watching you for two hours or one hour or whatever your children's window of tolerance is, while I go, to the gym, or I'm going to go, I'm just going to go take care of myself and have a little time to me, I will have my phone with me, text me if you need anything, and I'll be checking in on you, and then do it, right, then you go, and at about halfway through, or whatever, you check in on them, and I've also found it really helpful if when you come home, you bring a treat. You know it could whatever you know it could be apples or it could be some weird you know i found these cool rocks while i was out or i found these pretty leaves while i was out or i know this is your favorite donut so i bought donuts for everybody when i whatever so that you know you're you're leaving and you're returning is all has a flow to it right and so you look up, and you know, pretty soon you've got somebody who gets it. And when, you, when your kids are in the care of somebody else in your home, this is what I suggest. As long as the house is standing when I get home, everything else is going to be fine. I don't care if they make a mess. I don't, you know, if there's certain things that are, like, you don't want them to do, then you tell this person, and those things, like, if it's paints or something like that, and you don't want them painting pictures while you're gone, put the paints someplace where they can't get to them. Set, set things up. Set the scene up for success. Maybe have a craft project or a game or something out that they can do together that that person has already done with you all. You know, there's a little plan, but make this all about as long as they're safe and I can go and come back everything's going to be okay this isn't about I want you to make sure they have their homework done I want to make sure that make sure they eat certain foods if those certain foods are what's important to you have them out and don't have the other things around if certain activities are what you want them to focus on have them out but don't create such a rigid structure that it's a destined to fail. It's two hours. This is about, you know, I'll tell you what. Once I had two hours a day, two hours a day just to breathe and not have to worry about whether someone was being fed, whether someone was peeing in the floor, you know, just two hours of nothing but peace and quiet in my own thoughts the shift that that created in my home was incredible. It's amazing. It was life giving and it also gave life to my child because, you know, it can be smothering. So that's just a really simple process, you know, as you start with the, the two hour time frame. I think for me, that was the magic amount of time. Um, you know, it may be something you have to build up to. After you reach the two hour window, then you know, you can add 30 minutes, you add an hour, you add the increments of time, a little at a time, you know? And then you look up and you'd be like, you know, um, actually the babysitter's gonna spend the night tonight because I'm gonna go out to dinner and then I'm gonna go dancing and I don't wanna come home really late. I'm just gonna get a hotel room. I'll be right over here. Text me if you need me. And then you text them, you initiate, hey, how you doing? Hey, I was thinking about you. Hey, you know, just little messages here and there so they know that even though you are out of sight, you are not out of mind. That absence can indeed make the heart grow fonder and that you love them and that you are connected to them no matter where you are you're always there for them. Then we're also setting up this pathway for autonomy. So this was a little longer than I had planned. There's a whole bunch packed into this, you know, from the beginning of it may not be somebody taking care of your child as the place to start. It may be somebody else taking care of some of your household duties in a way that work for you. Um, Chrissy says, I find it hard to find people to watch or be comfortable with my son who has special needs. Well, Chrissy, I completely understand that. My daughter's mobile by wheelchair. That's why I invited people into our house. So I'm not sure what the the special needs are that your child has. But the first piece is opening your heart up to the kind of energy that you're going to need. So the energy you're looking for is someone who's tolerant, someone who's patient, someone who can be playful. Possibly, I mean, I don't know what your son's needs are. If I knew a little bit more, I might might be able to have some input. Um, there are, um, if it's like you know, in intellectual disabilities. If he, if your child fits into the category of mild, moderate mental retardation. I'm thinking about there's like a Facebook page specifically uh, something books. I'll have to remember it. Anyway, this guy does these really great videos where he introduces people who have special needs and they have these really cool relationships and they have these cool exchanges. Um, And the reason I bring that up is because, you know, maybe there's somebody in your community already following that page and you'd be like, hey, I might've found my golden person. The thing is, is there's somebody there are people who get our kids. We just don't always know them. And we don't. He has autism and is nonverbal. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I get it. There's, there's, it's a little complex, isn't it? Um, so, let me think about that. Um, I'd probably, where would I be looking? I might be looking at. College students. If there's a college near you, I might be looking at college students who are already enrolled in um, like a special education program or maybe they're in a mental health program. Uh, as far as their student structure, um, they might be in coaching. Like um, he's nonverbal, he has autism. I don't know what he likes or what he's into. Uh, you're going to need someone who's probably tolerant of noise because he just because he's nonverbal doesn't mean he's not communicating so um tolerance is the word that keeps coming up so you're going to need to that the energy that you're going to be looking for is somebody who's tolerant and chill and somebody who's not highly perfectionistic anxiety is not going to be good for him so an anxious energy caregiver won't work very well you need somebody who's just really chill Um, and I would start with small increments and I would definitely bring them in first and I'm almost surprised as I'm sitting here saying this that there might not be some sort of respite program through um, an autism network that might be in your community sometimes it can even be I know this I mean it's This is just, I'm just talking like I'm talking straight to you. So I'm just going to keep talking. Sometimes it's not even that you need someone to take care of your child so that you can go do something just super ultra relaxing, although that could be nice. Um, Sometimes it might be that you want to go, you just need to switch places. You know, sometimes even kids swapping can be a win because you know it's a different kind of relationship it's a different kind of activity and that doesn't mean that you don't love your children or that you love other children somebody's other children more it just means that we all we all need diversity and diversity is good it's good for our kids and it's good for us so maybe even child swapping with somebody could be a help could be a help to say if you'll come watch so and so can watch my son today with somebody that you know gets your son if you can come sit with my son today while i I'll come and clean your house because just having something different to do can be helpful. It's all about what's helpful and really digging in and saying, okay, can this, could this really help me? Could it help me just to get out of my house um, alone? Then how can I work that? What do I need to do to, to make that happen? So again, we're looking for a specific sort of personality more than a specific education. Because it doesn't mean, the most educated people, you can have a PhD and not be good with kids. You know, (laughs) being good with kids, being tolerant, having that flexibility that we're looking for. And for some reason, Chrissy, I just keep finding myself bringing my energy down a notch. As I think about your son, I think about autism, I think about not being verbal. So I'm thinking it's just going to need to be somebody who's just real chill. Like real, real chill and tolerant of noise if he is um if he communicates through noise. <laughs> That's that I, I hope that those words are acceptable. Um it's what's coming to my heart because of just what little experience I have had with children who are autistic and nonverbal. And I oftentimes there are additional nursing types of things that come with these um multiple challenges, the complexity, you know, it's real. So um, that could also mean that you have to time. You have to time when you're away around if there's certain medical needs. Uh, I'm glad it helped. Thank you. That affirmation, Chrissy, will help me let go of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now you've kind of got, now you've got like the firsthand experience of me. And, you know, Zoom may be a good way to do some interviews because, you know, you're, you can pick up at least a little bit on a person's personality through that process. Um, and again, I'm thinking maybe um, in our, in Oklahoma, we have um, what's called DDSD, the Department of Developmental Disability Services. So it makes me wonder if there might not be some sort of support care that if it's not already there, that just asking and bringing it up it could become some it could become that you create the thing like you might end up creating an organization that that you then benefit from or by sharing the need with different people you, there might be something that comes together so in my heart i just want you to let people know you're in need and in my heart i'm just wrapping you in love and i'm i'm hoping supernatural peace and comfort wellness to you Uh, may your stamina be present until you were able to find the kind of support that you need so much love to you guys i hope you have a blessed evening um i hope that after you finish your dinner and your chores that you can just have some time to enjoy your babies and that when you rest your head tonight that you take with you um love hope um and that you're just allowed, like, that rest deep in your bones, so I appreciate you all. I thank you for all that you do for your families to create healing. Uh, Much love to you all, and I'm sure Big Papa will be back with us tomorrow.